Before I talk about the cost, let me tell you how I afford things. So I think sometimes there's this notion of like, okay, you told me it cost you $50,000. Where did you get that from? All right. Hey, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Podcast Trapper. I'm your host, which I hope you know who I am by now. I'm Anna Gogo, founder of Black Pod Collective, Black Pod Festival, and Adode Media, your full-service podcast production agency. Doesn't that sound like really rehearsed? It's not. It just is what rolls off my tongue. It's like my elevated pitch. And I am now your host of the Podcast Trapper, where I'll be sharing insights, tips, tricks on how to turn podcasting into your new trap. And on this week's episode, I am talking about the number one question I get all the time. I mean, I feel like y'all asked me this more than you asked me my name. Like, folks don't even say hello anymore. It's just immediately. So how much did the studio cost you? So that's what we're going to be discussing. We're going to be talking about how much did it cost to open a Dode Studios? Now, keep in mind, there are going to be some episodes that are strictly just for the podcast episodes, and there are going to be some things that are just on YouTube. So this is an accompanying episode where you can actually do a studio tour by going to YouTube. So if you know that you want to kind of see a little bit more of what the studio has in it, what it entails, feel free to head over to YouTube so that that way you can see that. But on this week's episode, I'm talking about what did this actually cost me? What went into this space? And kind of giving you guys the behind the scenes. Of course, not including the staffing or anything like that, but more so on the equipment, the furniture, um, the things that I had to figure out along the ways. And don't worry, there will be another episode where I'm talking about some of my biggest wins and biggest mistakes with opening the studio. And so let me first dispel something because I oddly get a lot of DMs about this. And if you're not from Atlanta, You probably won't understand why I get these DMs, but in Atlanta, sugar daddies are kind of a big thing. So let's start off with the fact that I don't have one. So for those who've been asking, no, I do not. I don't have anybody that's funding my life, not rich parents, because I've heard that too, or a man who takes care of me, because baby, where are you? If you're taking care of me, you are doing a horrible job. But this is honestly just something I do on my own. I did not take any loans out to open the studio um, in the traditional sense. And I'll talk about what I mean by that. I did not max out my credit cards. Like those were not things that I saw as feasible for me. Um, I'm not saying that that's not an option for other people. If you feel comfortable with that, go for it. I am very um, adverse to debt. It is not one of those things that I enjoy. And so before I talk about the cost, let me tell you how I afford things. So I think sometimes there's this notion of like, okay, you told me it cost you $50,000. Where did you get that from? So let's talk about that real quick. One thing to know about me is I don't have kids. This is very important for what I'm about to say. Um, This is not shade to anybody with kids because trust me, I want them one day. Um, But it's important to always make sure that before you hear people's story and you're like, oh my God, I wish I could, know the realities of their life before you compare. So I don't have children. I don't have anybody else that I'm responsible for other than myself. And so with that in mind, I actually rent out the bottom level of my house. I've done that for the past seven years when I purchased my home. So about eight years ago now, that room in my home pays my mortgage. So I have not had a mortgage in seven years. And so I always tell people like the freedom of not having a mortgage is imagine if you didn't have any living expenses, what would you be able to do with that money? Well, I've been able to save that money towards this goal. So back in 2019, when I made the decision that I wanted to 
really take podcasting seriously. And I also at that time said I wanted a studio. Along with this, I made good income from my previous job and had a good savings. Um, And by good, I like to be transparent. I had about $25,000 in savings. Along with that, I have always worked a second job. So I had a second job at another healthcare system where I was making $17 an hour, which you're probably thinking to yourself, like, why were you doing that? Because I wanted to maximize my revenue. And it was a job where I sat at the desk and gave people directions at a hospital. So it made sense to me. So those are the three areas in where I was bringing in income that had nothing to do with podcasting. So when you think to yourself of how were you able to afford this, know that I had been doing a lot of things on my own to generate income so that that way I could do this. Along with that, before I opened the studio, I had clients. Before I had a team, it was just me. So I was doing the editing. I was doing the show notes, all of those things so I could generate as much income as possible. And so keep this in mind as I share the cost. So I've now told you like, okay, where did I get my money from? Because clearly y'all keep thinking I got a sugar daddy, which I'm trying to let you know. You really think I would be working two jobs if I had a sugar daddy and renting a room in my house? Like he is not giving me enough money for me to be giving him some sugar. So let's talk about how much everything costs. And you're going to kind of see a little bit of footage from each studio. So let's start off with Studio A, the most expensive studio in this whole place. That studio probably costs more than this whole studio altogether. So Studio A, I think one of the most expensive thing in there is the couch. And honestly, it's me splurging. I was like, I've never had a real leather couch in my life. So I'm going to splurge a little bit. And I went to Albany Park and I purchased that couch for about $1,200. And yes, $1,200 is the most expensive thing in this studio. So that should tell you a lot. So I, per- no, no, that is the most expensive thing in the studio. So I purchased that couch for $1,200 utilizing a firm. So with a firm, it allows for you to, if you pay, I think I set up for six months. And as long as I paid it off in six months, there was no interest. So for me, it was like, oh, this makes sense. So I purchased um, the couch as well as the armchair in my office. Um, not sharing my office with you guys. Maybe one day you'll see it. The next item is those two couches. So we're talking about furniture right now. And from a furniture perspective throughout the whole studio, Studio A probably just has the more expensive things because I was going for a specific look. And so those two armchairs were $450 a piece, a firm once again. And as long as I paid in six months, it's paid off. Um, I'm very big on how do I make sure I maximize my cash flow without completely tapping myself out or using credit cards. Then if you look at all the other little things in there, home goods was my to-go place. And so I'd say that studio altogether, hmm, let's say about three to $4,000 for that first studio. And that's just from a furniture perspective, the plants, the photos, the paintings, those type of details. But let's go a little bit more granular. There's two GVM lights that are in there. Those GVM lights are about $300 a piece, and that does not include the C-stand. C-stand is that metal pole that holds the thing up. Can you believe that a freaking metal pole is damn near $150 to $200? I'm in the wrong business. I should have been making metal poles my whole life. But nobody told me that metal poles were so lucrative. I've learned a lot. Um, And so that's telling you on the lighting side. So those are the GVM lights. And that's how we kind of keep that glow, that effervescent feel. So we've talked about furniture. We've talked about lighting. The bar cart, the rug, I actually go to a rug outlet here in Atlanta that everything is 70% off and they always say it's a sale, but it's actually year round. So I really think it's just a gimmick, which I'm okay with. And so the rug was probably 80 bucks and it's a massive rug. So that one studio was about $4,000 over time. 
So I didn't really shell out $4,000 at once because I paid for the couch and the chairs in increments over six months with no interest. And that's what made me feel comfortable. Now let's go over into Studio B. Studio B is that traditional studio setup. The most expensive thing in there is actually that wood wall. And so I wanted something that was different, that was eclectic, that like gave that mid-century, but also that manly feel because I felt like, you know, men need to have a space in the studio as well. And that traditional look of where it's like, oh, four people, but what can be different? So that wall alone was about $2,000 and it has a sound panel behind it and then custom wood built. So it was custom built in the studio in the last space and it was actually brought into the new studio now. Then we have the table from Ikea and then the four chairs from Amazon, which I think all together with those table, the table was probably $250. The chairs were about $400. And then there's another GVM light in there. So the GVM light, about $300 plus $150 for a stand. And then the light box, you guys... You know, if you have an idea for a business, let me tell you now, go ahead and start creating some of this equipment stuff. Don't try to produce podcasts, create the stuff that we need because that light box alone was about 300. And I still don't really understand what it's made out of, but I know it gives good light. So that's all that really matters. So if we're talking about Studio B, Studio B, I'd say comes out to be about another I say Studio B is about another $2,000. I say about two, maybe $2,500 because, well, wait a minute, the wall itself was about two, so about another $3,000. Huh, here I thought Studio A was the more expensive one. It sounds like each studio might have its thing. Um, And then this studio that we are in is Studio C. So Studio C is actually the least expensive studio because a lot of things in here were refurbished. And so with this particular studio, the Nanlite, which there will be links to everything in the bio, in the show notes, um, this was about $435 and then another C stand because, whew, don't worry, I'm trying to move away from C stands. So we shall see about that. Then if we go into microphones, um, as well as the fact that two of our studios have Rodecaster Pros, and then we have a Zoom H6, I think we are rounding out like this particular studio probably came out at about, I say about $1,200 because of the fact that I had so many things already. Um, Yeah, I'd say about $1,200 because the $600, nope, we're probably about another $2,000. And then if we go into the sound panels for each studio, so sound and everything like that. So each studio is sound treated. Oddly, it is actually what's included in that $2,000 that I spoke about for the sound panel that's in Studio B. The reason for this is when I, um, the last studio before we moved into this location actually had all of these sound panels is what it took to sound treat that one space, like the world of a difference. And then if we start looking into like decor, camera stands, camera equipment, we have three Canons, which were $600 a piece. And then we have three Sonys. One was $1,400. The other two were about $980. Then we talk about the stands and everything that go into all of this. So at the end of it, between lights, equipment, microphones, furniture, design and decor, because I can honestly say that's what kind of sets us apart. Um, I'm coming in at about, I'd say about thirty-five to forty thousand dollars at what it costs to open this space. 
And you're probably thinking to yourself, Anna, how did we go from like 3000 a studio? So studio, let's say each studio was $3,000. So that's six, that's nine. That's just from a furniture perspective. When we start adding in the equipment as well as the studio cost itself, the sound treatment, the um, the actual rent for this place, all of those things do start to add up after a while. And I can honestly say it has been worth it, though, because the fact that we more than make rent each month, because that's always my big goal, is I need an office. I need a space to see my clients and be able to see the team and work together. But what makes this space special to me is that I feel like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that I've created something that I haven't seen before. I see a lot of, at least in Georgia, let me say that because don't come for me, um, I feel like oftentimes like there's recording studios that look amazing, but they're not specific to podcasting. Whereas we are specific to and only for podcasts and YouTube content. So this is not a recording studio that you're trying to use for your podcast, but this is a podcast studio where we have sets and set design to give a feel and a mood. And as you can see from each of my episodes, I readily transfer from one studio to another so that that way you guys can get a little vibe, a little shink a little razzle dazzle. And that's the whole premise of it. And I think it was well worth it. Some people always ask, would I do it again? I surely would because of the fact that as much as there's been headaches, which trust me, there's going to be a, one of my biggest losses in opening this studio. And I'll be sharing some of those things. But on a day-to-day basis, I feel really excited for what I've done. You head over to my website, thepodcasttrapper.com and click on resources. You'll see the full list of equipment that I have in the studio. So these are the things that have worked for me. These are the things that I've tried out. And if you're looking to open a studio or create your own in-home studio, I have resources out there so you can learn from me. So I hope you guys found this information helpful and I can't wait for you guys to join me on this journey. I'm so excited to finally take you guys behind the scenes of what it looks like to run a podcast community, a conference production company, as well as a full service podcast studio. So until next week, you guys have a good one.